Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Hey, it's Jay Moore, and it is time, finally, for America's Lakers podcast. That's right, I'm going to be hosting America's Lakers podcast. My man, Aaron Larsoul, an analytical genius, he's going to bring to the table what I can't every Wednesday. America's Lakers podcast exclusively at podcastone.com, the podcastone.com app, which I highly recommend. You can rate and review this podcast on all Apple products. And guess what we're not going to do? We're not going to bathe in the gossip and the gratuitous negativity that's been swallowing Los Angeles whole lately. Who did what? Who snitched? Who said what? How about truth? How about facts? How about statistics? How about rotations? What's Luke Walton thinking? Who's underperforming? Who's overachieving? Who's rewarded? Who's coming? Who's going? And what are we going to do with all the delightful, delicious cat space? America's Lakers podcast with me, Jay Moore, and my man, my brother, Aaron Larsoul. Every Wednesday, podcast1.com. Welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, D'Andrea, and I'm out here with uh, with Chris Loxamana. We're cruising the aisles of SEMA 2017. Thanks for everybody who listened to the uh, to our Optima show. That was a good, fun live show. Nice product release with them. And uh, so we're going to start off with a, let's say, a, a two-episode special SEMA episode. Uh, this one and another one will come after this. We're going to cruise around. We're going to uh, check out some of the new products here. And as we're doing this, as you're listening to this, go back to carcastshow.com and check out our huge photo galleries. We'll put some stuff there and definitely our Facebook page. Go to facebook.com slash carcastshow. So let's go ahead. Let's get started with, uh, with the Ring Brothers. All right, guys. Here we are. We're kicking things off at SEMA 2017 with the Ring Brothers. Mike, Jim, how are you guys? Hey, good. Nice. Good, Thanks man. for having us here. You know, we started talking with you guys i don't know years ago at uh at sema and you brought a car it was amazing and then of course everybody's like what's next what's next i'm like let's just focus on the cars that are in front of us <laughs> thank you and uh, <laughs> uh you had one car and then you showed up with two cars and i was like what's going on you're like listen one's enough really one's enough work as it is how many cars did you guys bring to sema this year three Okay. <laughs> that's enough. You're not listening to <laughs> your own enough. rules. Yeah. You're not even listening to your own rules. That's here. the last time yeah. that's going to happen, by the way. Yeah? Yeah, that's not going to happen again. Uh, last year was exciting with the Happy Camper. Yeah, it was fun. Actually, we had four last year, yeah. counting that. Well, that, that, that Winnebago is just a blast. I miss that thing. That was your Bear Jackson buy, right? Your yeah, big score? That, your big score of Bear yeah, Jackson? Yeah. <laughs> we got pummeled on that thing. It was, it was fun, though. Yeah. So tell me what you guys have here at SEMA this year. We've got a 56 Ford F100 pickup. Actually, it started its life as a 54, but uh, we put a 56 cab on it, and pretty much everything else was uh, hand-built and uh, bed. The uh, wheels were stretched forward six inches to get rid of that. As everybody knows, them old Fords had that big overhang yeah. in the front, so it got rid of that. Uh, Got a 72 AMX Javelin, which is kind of a crazy car. Obviously, uh, you either like that car or you hate it. So that car's pretty exciting. We built that for Prestone Antifreeze, a corporate car for them. And uh, we got a 69 Dodge Charger that's going to spend the rest of its life in London, England. Really? Yep. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. We'll have two cars in London, believe it or not. 
wonder if anybody else can say that here. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question. So we're sitting here in your booth now, you guys. Um, also, let's talk about the parts before we get a little more into the cars. There's a big parts business that you guys have, which is amazing because when people go around and they see your cars, they see them in person, see them in the magazines, videos, and there's a lot of cool pieces on there. There's, um, there's hood hinges and door latches and 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 door handles and things like that, right? So where are you guys with the parts now? What's new? Well, hopefully next year is where we really start on the truck side of it. Um, I think we've been influenced by the trucks the last few years and really want to take off on that direction. But, yeah, most of our parts were developed because we need, we had a need, right, for what we were building and what we wanted to do. And um, it, it just, like you said, people would say, oh, they... I'd like to get a set of those for mine or yeah. parts. So it was a way to build a business besides the car business, um, just creating parts that we think are needed out there. Okay. What are some of the parts that are out available now? Is there is there particular cars that they're for, like Gen 1 Mustangs, Gen 2 Mustangs? Definitely have a lot of different parts that are direct fit for, for several different cars. Um, you know, a lot of hood, hood hinges and... Um, you know, door handles that are direct fit for GMs and Fords and stuff. But, you know, we're also concentrating on, on a lot of our parts that can actually work on, on anything you've got. Uh, you know, we do charge port systems and uh, um, a lot of different fasteners. The latches, our, our, like the, yeah, the latches pins. Our, yeah. our fasteners are, are very popular. You know, it seems like a lot of people building cars tend to... Uh, actually get to the end of it and, and they, they don't know what to put in for fasteners so they'll go to Home Depot and buy some stainless bolts and, and put yeah. them in which look fine but you know we tried to take it to the next level and just make a little nicer pieces for them to be able to bolt their stuff together yeah um, how many times you open up the hood and it's great and it's a, an amazing paint job but you realize the fender bolts underneath the hood are just yeah. they're yeah, plain they're all the same swing, color swing but you can kind of show them up a little bit yeah. right yeah. so you yeah. guys are doing Mostly billet stuff? Are you doing carbon stuff? Is uh, it a, li- a little of each, you know, with today's ability with people being able to scan and copy so easily today. Um, we've tried to mix more materials into ours to try yeah. to eliminate a little of that. So we're, we're adding carbon. Even in some of our parts, we're doing a little 3D printing um, parts inside the part to just make it a little tougher. To yeah, t- add some t- cosmetic bits to it, like put some carbon textures. inlays. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. funny because we were just talking a second ago how we were walking around the SEMA show. Adam Carolla was here, and we did a live show with Optima uh, uh, yesterday. And we're walking around, and we're seeing some of the colors. And Adam's like, Ring Brothers did that 10 years ago. That's a Ring Brothers color. <laughs> Everybody's following along on that now. And the other thing Adam mentioned was textures. and Because he notices this the way I did. I was like, man, these... Is he brought it up. He's like, you know, I'm looking at some of these cars because not everybody's doing the leather interiors now. They're doing different type of patterns and cloths and checkers and, yep. and stuff. And I was like, yeah, Ring's been doing that uh, when they were putting headliner material on the floor. Yep. He's like, that's right. Again, everybody's stealing from the Ring Brothers. <laughs> wow. That's quite a compliment. That's yeah. for sure. So we're sitting here in your booth, which is great. You guys have a booth here again this year. We're looking at the truck, which... Uh, 
you're going to hate this, but I'm going to say the truck is sporting HRE's versions of Lamborghini Countach wheels. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but we did have them machine them on a conical. So, yeah, the, so it wouldn't look straight up yeah, like yeah, Lamborghini Countach. Exactly. Yeah, it's got like kind of the phone dial, kind of like five-hole wheels. They look amazing on this, right? You guys we, I, it. I hate it. He was the only one at the shop. We're like, he's fucking nuts. These are I just- ordered them without anybody knowing, and they all... They all just screamed at me. They said, yeah. it ain't going to work. You just, open the box. Oh, like, we yeah. hate it. Oh, we got yeah. five days. Yeah, you better hurry up. We're never going to get them made. Oh, but we ended, up, we ended up putting them on. And honestly, I've had, I've had, I've had, I haven't had anybody that hated them on the truck. I think, yeah, just, yeah. I think they were. Just Mike? Yeah, just, just Mike. Just me at first. I, they're growing on me. <laughs> yeah, they're good. So Chris is going to take some photos of the car. We're going to post them all up on carcastshow.com. But just give us a little run through, sort of front to back, some of the cool features of this thing. So when we look at the photos, people can go people back can and, see it. and see visually in their head. Well, it's it, green. Start, it started out as <laughs> green, but it started out as a 54 because that's what we bought. We bought a 54 pickup, and we love the grill on a 54. Well, then Jim and I went to Scottsdale last year to a Good Guys event, and we saw the 53 to 55 truck, and then we'd see a 56. It was such a difference with the cab. You yeah. know, to me, the 53 to 5, they look like a, a balding guy with his head back. They got such a rake to the A-pillar. And they're so, real bulgy on yeah. top. Yeah. They're yeah. Like they, somebody threw a cherry bomb in them, and they puffed them yeah. out. <laughs> so we decided then we had to get a 56 cab. So we'd already had the chassis done and everything on the 54, although they're the same. But we kept the grill of the 54, got a 56 cab, because they got, like, their own built-in visor and stuff. Yeah. Um, Moved the wheels seven inches forward from stock, which then we moved all the material to the back of the fender that used to be in the front of the fender. Um, kept the louvers. Most guys take them out of the, the cab, you know, for the old vents when you open them sure. up. We actually put it on both sides. So normally it's just on one side. Now it's on both sides. Okay. Rounded all the doors. They used to be real square, the corners. Oh, right, yeah. So we rounded them. Running boards are two inches wider than they would be normally because the f- rear fenders are two inches wider. Yeah, so you widen the fenders. And they're also put into motion almost the way we shape the, to get both front and rear openings. The yeah. wheel walls and these are huge, by the way, from factories, so we closed them in to, to just tighten it up around Really? The Everybody yeah. else goes, hey, i got to put a 20-inch wheel. We need more wheel well. <laughs> yeah. They go bigger. Yeah. You guys went smaller. We went smaller. Yeah. Try to make it proportionally correct to the wheel. Yeah. The running boards, you see the insert in the running boards. It looks like it's rubber, but what it is is we machined it in a bridge port, then powder-coated it to give it the effect that it's rubber. Yeah. But it's really just powder-coated rubber aluminum. Rubber would have been cheaper, guys. Yeah. Yeah, you saved a couple <laughs> bucks. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the tail, the box is made from scratch. Yeah, that looks fantastic. Tell us about the bed of the truck. Inside is actually... I just wanted to do something in wood because it typically would have had wood in it. And so it's basically cherry strips that are about two inches tall and three-quarters inch wide. And they're laid in to this grid system that we machined. So, it, you know, they all lay straight and stay straight. But uh, you don't want to haul a can of nails in it because they're going to go right through down. They're going to go ground. through. So if you picture it, it's almost like a fence. There's... There's, yeah. there's a piece of wood and then a gap and a piece of wood and a gap and a piece of wood and a gap. Exactly. Kind of it looks a, amazing, but it's got a great it's got a great texture to it. Yeah. Just throw a rubber mat down. You can haul. Yeah, it. yeah. there you, you go. Fine. Exactly. Yeah. It actually, you know, it allows you to be able to kind of see right through the back of the truck and see what's going on underneath, which is kind of cool. You get 
little peekaboos when yeah. you look through there. Now, how many people come by and they're like, oh, 56. I had one just like it. Uh, you heard it. You yeah. were here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The guy's like, oh. Everybody had one. The guy, yeah, he's like, oh, that Cadillac you guys had last year was amazing. He's like, I built two of them just like it. It's like, just like it? Exactly like that? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think you spent 5,000 hours on your yeah. Funny part is when Mike asked if he was crazy, he said, yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, based on that response. Yeah, it totally yeah. was. Uh, um, okay, so let's talk about the Javelin real quick, too, uh, which is, which is that I saw was really fun. Yeah, so far. We're going to go over and grab some more photos of it. Um, so you just decided, like, let's take an ugly-ass vehicle and do something with it. It is. It, right? You know, I'll tell you I what, know there's, you're, you there's like, like one, them or you There's like one Mike. Javelin fan going, no, man, those things are gorgeous. Mike always yeah. says he actually I'm sure them, Adam but. loves those cars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're going to build one for Adam. I know he'll buy it. A Javelin? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We've been talking about doing like a Z car. Like there a cool you go, Z yeah. Car, like an all-wheel drive. Uh, uh, well, once he know. sees this Javelin, he'll, yeah. he'll have to have one. Yeah. But no, it was a one-owner car from the town where Jim and I grew up. We actually saw the car from brand new. Um, last time the oil was changed was 77, and I did it in my brother's garage. Wow. So Jim can tell the story on how we... So we you guys suck at maintenance, that's for Yeah, sure. pretty, pretty much. <laughs> no, I knew this car was sitting in... The, he was actually my next-door neighbor up in, in a small town called Plain, Wisconsin. And... Uh, I knew the car was always sitting in his garage. He's never moved it. He's never done anything. We bought it brand new, drove it to, I think, right around that time, 77, 78, and he parked in his garage, and it's been there ever since. And I was cooking uh, frying fish for our church fish fry, and he was next to me frying fish, and he, he says, hey, he said, you want my car? And I said, hell yeah. So uh, we went and looked at it, and, and we bought it. I think it was a great fit for Prestone just because AMXs were actually built in Wisconsin, but the Kind of the cool part about it is Prestone's trying to get the uh, point across that their antifreeze works in pretty much any brand and every brand. Yeah. And, and by doing an AMX, we all know that uh, they had a horse from every town. They were buying parts for GM, Ford, uh, Chrysler. I mean, them cars were a hodgepodge of a lot of different car company parts. So it was a good way to tell a story and... and uh, uh, the car worked, you know. And to get somebody to put money into an AMX. Yeah. Yeah, so, you right? know what I mean? It's, it's radical, not a Camaro, right? so it's pretty pretty hard going. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> How you doing, man? Hey. How you doing, buddy? Have you been working out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, not after, by the way, Bill Goldberg just, just rolled up, our buddy Bill Goldberg. Right now. I don't know. I'm the, the floor. That's my workout. Look your workout? Them. Look at them boots. Your workout wasn't the nine hot dogs you ate last night? Seven. Yeah. Seven. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll catch you later, buddy. He's Bill Goldberg, mountain of constantly man. ruining podcasts across America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again. Uh, he's a good dude. He is. Um, so the uh, the the AMX. It's what's powering it? A Hellcat with a four and a half liter Whipple. Detuned, it's making like a thousand thirty-eight. It's probably capable of thirteen if you want to yeah. turn the volume up on it. Did you guys drive it? Oh hell yeah! Uh, Jim's got some serious <laughs> rubber laid down on it. <laughs> I had to call the cops before I took it out because I knew I was going to get yeah. in trouble. Might as well just come over right now. This I have is a great happen. relationship with the local cop. I'm Matt, sure. A little, little story about that. I was he comes over all the time and he wanted to ride and I forget even which car it was, but. I was out, uh, and we got a, a lady that calls the cops on us every single time we go out. This lady calls us in, and 
So the chief of police is sitting in the car with me, and I'm out in the middle of the intersection doing donuts with him, like just getting it on, right? He's got his gun, his badge, everything's in the passenger seat laughing. All of a sudden, his radio goes off and says, Chief, you better get out to the ring, brothers. They're tearing the streets up. <laughs> and he says, I got her under control. And he puts his thing back, and we just keep <laughs> going. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's hope Do they don't again. listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah well, so, at least he was a chief, right? Yeah. So there you go. It always helps to call ahead. Then my other story is Sauk County Sheriff's Department, which is kind of the bigger policing device in our area. Uh, uh, we actually painted one of their tactical vehicles for them, and it was kind of a donation from us to them for a, a get-out-of-jail-free card. Um, but I was in the little blue Mustang convertible we had in our booth here last year. Uh, no seats in the car. I had the guy tuning the car. I'm sitting on the floor with a laptop. We were doing about 130 miles, 30 miles an hour down a 25. Got to the end, and I looked up, and one of these sheriffs were sitting there in an SUV looking down at me. I'm like, I'm going to jail for sure here. And uh, he looks in the car and says, no seat belts. And I looked up and I said, no seats. <laughs> and uh, so he ended up, he says, I'm going back to Baraboo now. And he just drove away, thank God. But. <laughs> yeah, you don't live here, right? No, Stay no. in your own town. <laughs> um, guys, all right, thank you so much. Um, what are you guys driving? What are you, what are you driving uh, personally? I had that Golf R. I got rid of it to yeah. my son and... I'm in a Dodge truck right now. <laughs> I'm in a Chevy truck. Yeah, yeah. yeah you guys. I, he actually just me. bought his Dodge truck. I made him a little trophy for the world's ugliest pickup <laughs> yeah. truck. I put it in his cup holder. So it's not new. Yeah, no. no. But my big thing is uh, my daughter. Uh, she's the only one that really likes cars. We're building a little 1972 BMW 2002 TII together. Yeah. So that that's yeah. pretty cool. That'll you don't see fun. them in Wisconsin. That's for no. sure. What are you going to put in it? What kind of motor? You know, she wants it stock. Really? It yeah, it's just a TI. Has she been to your shop? Yeah, a couple <laughs> yeah. times. Yeah. I don't know that we do stock yeah. over there, right? Yeah, that's all right. Oh, uh, but. Yeah, just let, let Jim order the wheels. Yeah. There It'll be go. a fun exactly. surprise. <laughs> all right, guys. We go to uh, ringbrothers.com, right? Check out all the new parts. And we're going to post a bunch of pictures up on uh, carcastshow.com. Great. Thanks, Guys, thank you so much. Appreciate Always a everything. pleasure. Yeah. What a great way to kick off our CUR coverage. Thanks thank for you. noticing us many years ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> appreciate it. All right, we're in the next booth. We're ready to go. More SEMA. We're here with our good friend John Hotchkiss in the Hotchkiss booth. How are you, John? Oh, Matt, doing great, and what a SEMA. You know, every year we, we talk about what SEMA is like and, and can it get any bigger or better, and this one certainly has. So you guys got some new stuff going on. you got a Camaro in the booth. You've got a Malibu in the booth. But, you know, I'm a Mustang guy, and you got more Mustang suspension. This is something you guys have been working on for years now. I've been watching the development of sway bars for Gen 1 Mustangs and then... You know, uh, the, the rear leafs and the shocks and stuff for it. But now you're stepping up we, your game. We really are. And, and uh, uh, to give you just a quick overview before we talk about the Mustang, we just were awarded with the 65 Chevelle Dick Etchison's car. That has a GM-supplied LT1, uh, say, 2017 Corvette engine. And uh, it's going to be in the Optimum Challenge. Oh, Optima yeah. Optima Challenge, not Optimum. But it... Uh, uh, Dick is super excited, and, and he'll be out there and doing autocross and road course and everything else this weekend. So huge. Uh, That'll feather, be exciting. We've been talking camp. about the Ultimate Challenge uh, on, on CarCast and Shift and Steer. Yeah. This week we, we, did, uh, uh, we did a live show in Optima's booth, 
uh, Adam and I, that's, which, that's which right, you would have yes. heard, because mm-hmm. we're, we're releasing shows right. all this week, uh, multiple so. CarCast episodes. So if yeah. you're listening to this one, go back. You might have missed one. There's one coming after this. And then we sat down with Ken Lingenfelter. He's a, ah. quite a competitor out there, you know. Yes, you yes. Know. I'll tell you, it's amazing. And there's so many cars, and those cars have gotten better and better. And so kind of around about, to answer your question about the Mustang, our products need to get better and better. And now we manufacture and do more R&D in Mooresville, North Carolina. So we have, for the Gen 1 Mustang, we have a brand new spindle we're showing at SEMA. So the fact is all these cars, whether it's Falcon or or. BFG, there's more grip put on these older muscle cars than yeah. ever design, they were ever designed for. So the spindles flex and the axle, sub-axle flexes. So we have a new spindle made out of 4130 sheet. Uh, Chrome Molly has the uh, brakes of a 2014 and, and, and older Mustang. So it has the big axle, the big bearings. Uh, can put big Cobra brakes on it or, or Brembo's or Willwood's. But that combined with our lower arm, our upper arm, an adjustable strut rod gives a full solution for the corner, front corner of a of 64 to 70 Mustang. You know, one of the things that I've always liked about, uh, about your company is all of the suspension packages, and maybe you're getting away with this, because uh, getting away from it because you have to, but all the suspension packages were complete bolt-on. And so if you had something really special, you had a 65 mm-hmm. Mustang, even a Shelby a GT350 or an R or something like that, you still could bolt on your stuff, put that stuff on the shelf, the old stuff, and then go back if you wanted to. Oh, absolutely, Matt. We still do that. There are some things that we'll bring out in 2018 that are weld on. But the, the big deal is if you can, if, you, if we optimize the suspension, geometry correct it all, uh, make it stronger and just better. Uh, you can bolt it on in, in stock locations or, or, as we in the Mustang, we do the Shelby drop in the front yeah. so, that, so there's more cam, better camber curve. Uh, but it is. It's bolt-on products that make these cars into just incredible handling machines. Where do you usually start? Do you usually start by looking at sway bars and then go to springs and then start going to chassis components? Like, what's the process with Hotchkiss? Because we see the products in your lineup. And then ultimately, you end at what you call a TVS, right? Your yep. total yeah, vehicle absolutely. system. Absolutely, yeah, total vehicle um, system. Yeah, yeah, I know my hot yeah, shit. Yeah, you really I'm, do. I'm down with it. <laughs> but what's what's where do you usually start? You pick it, up a car and you it, say, "This is going to be our it, new pro- it, next project." You know, it, it depends. If it's a new car, then we'll say, "Okay, how can we make it better?" Because we can make incrementally incremental steps and me- or make it better. Uh, by a small percentage because the cars now, new cars are, are so much better than they were uh, previously. But with a muscle car, we, we act like we turn it over, turn it on its, on its lid. We imagine scraping everything off. We analyze it. We say, okay, what, what is the present suspension geometry? What does it lack? What does it do? How does it handle? And we'll start with, again, we'll start, you're right, we'll start with sway bars, start with springs, start with shocks, start with the basics. And then from there, we see how do we optimize the geometry, what's the largest tire we could put on it. Also, what's the car going to be used for? More of these yeah. cars are being used for canyon carving, freeway off-ramp driving, uh, like Angeles Crest, or, or Tail the Dragon in, uh, in the southeast, and, or, or real road course or yeah. autocross. So we say, okay, what do we, what do we make the parts for, then go from there, and and it's an evolution. What we start with is not what we sell. It's probably three generations. It takes about three generation products to get the parts to the market. Yeah, so that's an important thing. Um, I want to I talk about that or at least mention that here because 
the fact of the matter is, is, is in this industry, things are very competitive. People rush to market on things. Some people see a product and they copy it. And some people just kind of do the math in their head. They're like, hey, you've got a stamped control arm. Tubular is better. But it, you're spending money on a product that does absolutely nothing if you're not looking at the geometry and the improvements that, are, that need to be made. Like, where are the flaws in the system? You guys go out and test these cars. I've been to Willow Springs on one of your testing days where you're there and you're, you do laps of the car, you bring it in, you put it on jack stands, you're taking stuff apart, you're making adjustments, trying it again and getting baseline numbers. And you guys are still sponsoring an autocross series, right? We, we do that and wherever we're running an autocross, we we'll always have a car out there with some test, with test mule with some products on it to see what it'll do. But that's exactly right. And there's more competition in the suspension world because it's... Um, uh, people think they they can make a quick buck with cheap suspension. So you know they look at what we do, they take a picture of it, they get it made somewhere offshore, and then all of a sudden it's half price or or more, and then people buy it. You know, there's well, along with looking at smartphones and everything else, people's their attention span is much shorter. They just say, hey, I want to, I'll take it, whatever it is, just give it to me and put it on my car. But that's the worst thing that happens because then the ride is not good, the results are not there, the shop that puts it on. And it has to modify either the car or the part. And so we end up do, which is really kind of the worst thing a customer can happen, is when they have to take off the cheap stuff because they were such in a rush to buy it yeah. that they didn't buy the stuff that was tested and improved and, and really optimized for their car. I, I, I know it's cliche, but that's, that's the story. That's the way it goes. If you buy the cheap stuff, you're going to end up buying other stuff later. And the whole thing's going to be a waste of time, a waste of money. And like it's and it's amazing how everybody could tell that story. Oh, I've been down that road. That was a mistake. Yeah, yet yeah. we still continue to do it and do it. But you shouldn't. You shouldn't do it. You guys have great stuff. And here's your thing: is, is the Hotchka stuff isn't expensive in the world of you know ten thousand dollar front suspension systems that are out there for Gen One Camaros and Mustangs. That's a little overkill. You don't. Yeah. Yeah, there's no, too well, much. With, like with, there needs to be a happy medium of getting the best quality products at a at a fair price. It sounds like an infomercial now. At a fair yeah, price, yeah. but it's going to perform. And I always felt like Hotchkiss kind of fit the bill. For well, that. we really do. And for let's say for four or five, six thousand dollars worth of suspension, you can make any one of your favorite cars handle yeah. in just incredibly well. And yeah, but at and, that price, you're doing the whole car. Yeah, yeah, or the yeah. whole car. <laughs> and and but uh, you can do. Start with sway bars, start with springs, start with shocks. But some of the things that we do, for instance, we, I talked about our manufacturing in Mooresville. You know, we buy miles of steel, we cut it, we weld it, uh, we either robotic weld it or we have five TIG welding stations. Yeah. And, and so everything is handcrafted. It's not just produced, but it really is handcrafted. And so it's American-made and uh, finest coatings, the finest plating. Uh, you know, when you just look at it, we want to make sure that people are proud of what they purchased as well. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, and it's all here at SEMA. Okay, so we're here, we're in your booth. Run through a couple of the new products or what? what okay, you Matt, if you look over there, you see the uh, Mustang lower arms. Yes. And uh, they're the two different versions for the two different first-gen Mustangs. And But what's new about them, you see in the end, they're adjustable. So you can adjust the camber yes. from the bottom of the arm. This, the early car Mustang doesn't even have camber adjustment. And, uh, I'm well aware. And so you can do it from the top arm. But, hey, if you're going to put two or three degrees of camber in it and really make it work, you need to have an adjustable lower arm. We have that. We have um, 
for Mopars, for B&E, CUDA, Challenger, Charger. We have adjustable on-the-car uh, front A-arms, and those are geometry corrected. We've changed the mounting pickup points. And that it was so cool. That was uh, one second place in the best performance street product in the new product category. Uh, so we're very excited about yeah. that. Congratulations. And then we have uh, uh, revised Mustang sway bars. You know what, Matt? We always, when we make something and we can improve it, whether it's out testing it or autocross testing a road course, we'll bring in different, well, if we make it more adjustable or if we can make it a different sway bar, we'll do that. Then you look over and we have the complete package for uh, 64 to 72 A bodies uh, and also 78 to 88 G bodies. So Grand Nationals, El Caminos, Monte Carlos, we can make those handle like new Camaros. Yeah. With, all, with all of that. And then uh, working with Fox with the shocks, we have aluminum body shock, uh, high gas pressure, 22 position, adjustable rebound. So, again, that adjustment works incredibly well. That mated with all the suspension and the upper and lower A-arms. And springs, too. So the boards are full. The boards are full. You're, what, three four years in the relationship with Fox now? We are. Yeah. It's actually five. Five years. Yeah, it's, it's, wow. It's absolutely terrific. But okay. then behind us, you probably didn't know this. If you look over by Chris, that board is all BMW sway bars. Yeah. And you probably didn't know that we have the largest selection of BMW sway bars, the most aggressive BMW sway bars of any, any company. And uh, so they're, they're winning the, uh, an E46s, E36s. We have E92. We have the all-wheel drive version. We have uh, 1, 2, 3, and 4 series BMW. Nice. And so we're really excited about introducing lots more products for BMWs. Okay. And then uh, before we wrap up, I just want to touch on SEMA. You're such a big part of SEMA. been a long-time board member of SEMA. You're uh, just so involved with the organization as a whole. This is, this is great. What's your take on it? How's the industry doing? I think the industry is doing fabulously well. It, uh, you know, we came back from the recession that was... Uh, We're going it, 10 it was, years now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it really hurt, and it's been growing ever since. The, uh, if you just look around, you see the, the products are the more quality products. There are certainly a huge amount of people here. Yeah. Uh, we did a Facebook Live yesterday, and I just had the guys point the camera out by Ford and just see all the people, and staggering how many are here they say 150 or 60,000 show attendees yeah. it's just unreal uh, I think the, the things that we that we really face are probably government regulations I think are the toughest thing uh, that we have in the automotive industry to performance industry to um, to look forward to to uh, to combat but just to work with the government to make sure that the products are safe and legal to make sure that that uh, you know, we can still have the hobby that we want. The SEMA is working on the RPM Act, which is um, uh, uh, really a, a. I would go to SEMA.org yeah. uh, to get more information on that. But the fact that government EPA wants to lock down streetcars and race cars and register them, and, and there's just all kinds of, of uh, kind of avenues that, that SEMA is working to protect the hobby and grow the hobby, too. Yeah. Well, that's excellent, and I appreciate the update on that because uh, SEMA is, is, you know, we love it, and uh, we love everybody that's here. We always have such a good time, and you're walking down the halls, and you're running into people, and they're saying hi and what's going on, and, you know, listen to the podcast, and come by the booth, check out the cars, and, and by the way, just walk around and see some of the cool stuff that's been. You see Rob Ida's coach-built Tucker that he built? Yeah. Like, oh, 
unreal. Unreal, unreal. right? Unreal. Like, it's yes. pretty amazing. It's, it's cool to see that kind of stuff. We're, I was walking around with Adam the other day, and we're seeing not just the muscle cars. Like, we're starting to see some cool. We're seeing Porsches, which I know you're yes. still a Porsche guy at heart. Absolutely. I know you are. Yes. We're seeing Porsches on the floor, not just in the wheeled tire booth, by the way. Central Hall, we're seeing Porsches. We're seeing Z cars. We're seeing GTRs. And Z cars. I mean, I think, Adam, you're probably stroke of genius with the Paul Newman cars. But also the, the dots of the Nissans. Yeah. Because what's, what are people talking about? 240 Zs, too. Yeah. And, and Peter Brock's got a 510 over here. Yes. He's got this little 510 with a with a LS swap in it. I was An just, older, like, ZZ crate engine, one of the whatevers they are. We had, a customer, we had a customer that came in here yesterday, and, and uh, as I always do, I said, well, what's your favorite car? What are you going to build? And he said, 510 wagon. Yeah. And, uh, oh, Chris I mean, Forsberg, the drifter, he's got a 510 wagon over here. Or his uh, wife does or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all tricked out, wide fenders and turbo motor. and It's right. pretty cool. But that's great to see, too, so right? So if it's nostalgic and if, if it gets people passion, it kind of gets their heart going, it's yeah. here. Uh, and, and the one last thing I, I must say is about SEMA. A lot of people say, you know, they know SEMA is just the show. But SEMA is doing a tremendous amount behind the scenes to, for the benefit of the members. And, and uh, it was exciting to be on the board. I'm still on the PAC board, the Political Action Committee. And, and that's very important to support the, the work that SEMA is doing in Washington. Uh, and all of that, again, is on SEMA.org. But it's just a... It's just an incredible place that we're... But you guys have also been traveling here. a lot. You've been... Uh, SEMA and the board, and you guys have been going to Dubai and, I think, China and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Always, and, and that's a wonderful benefit of SEMA, to finding out for American companies, where are avenues of business other places, whether it's... Uh, you know, it's in Europe, whether it's in uh, in the uh, Middle East, yeah. the China. Uh, so that's a that's a great benefit, and uh, just 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 to have a show like this, and also SEMA puts a lot of pre- uh, uh, effort into getting media and, uh, uh, content and, and inviting media and people from everywhere. So there's a huge contingent of media from out of uh, this country, yeah. And so that's a that's another great thing. We're um, we, 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 oh, great story. So we, uh, there was a husband and wife that came in here yesterday and, and speaking French. And all of a sudden they switched to English. And I said, well, I, mean, I was kind of blown away that because they were so giddy. They were so excited to look at the products. I said, what do you drive? And he said, 75 Firebird. Yeah. He said, I have a 75 Firebird with an LS3 in it. And I blast around Paris. And uh, he's, he said he has a house near Le Mans. And... He said, I could drive anything, but I love my American muscle car. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And the fact that that kind of transcends what we're doing here, and oh, it's just super cool. We have, uh, we occasionally have Ian Callum come on. He's the head of design sure. for Jaguar. Mm-hmm. He comes in, and he's a muscle car dude. Yeah. Like, his job is Jaguar, and he loves him, and he has him. But he's like, he's an American muscle car dude, you know, which is great. And I love that about him. He does the Woodward Dream Cruise oh, thing, yes. which is tough because that's always during Monterey Car Week, so yes. we never really get to go. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you go to do you switch back and forth or I, do you? No, I, I've uh, haven't been to Woodward in years, but that you was like really Monterey. that's I where like it's Monterey. At. Yeah, yeah, it's right but, uh, but I like Woodward too, and then uh, it, it was it was just amazing just to see the last time I was at Woodward, just how big the crowd was and how just how emotional and how what just a traction people have to whatever. 
You, know, you go into a, one restaurant, it's all about Mopars. Yeah. And, you know, you talk Mopar. I wouldn't and, go in that restaurant. I'm <laughs> just saying. Right. I mean, maybe. Maybe I'd stop by because Goldberg would be yeah, in there. That's I mean, right. We, yeah, he'd be in there. <laughs> because you'd mentioned Mustang. Yeah. And they'd throw you out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> but, uh, and, and then you go to another uh, one, the Irish pub, and that's GM. And, yeah. and, and then there's Pontiac people. And uh, it's just a, quite a melting pot of, er, yeah. of every enthusiast. And, uh, but then you talk about Monterey, and you guys give Monterey such support and, it's, uh, and great stories from Monterey. Yeah, we, we love Monterey. We do. We have a good time with there, but uh, especially Chris. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Chris has a food oh, schedule in his head. And it's all in August. Well, it's, been, it. it's, it's been, been great. Thank you for thank being you here. Thank you so much. We're going to hop over to the next booth, but um, we check you out online. It's Hotchkiss.net. It's easy. It's just Hotchkiss.net. H-O-T-C-H-K-I-S.net. Or give us a call at 562-907-7757 or Facebook or Instagram. And uh, check us out because, uh, hey, we're all about great suspension. Thanks, John. Hey, thank you, Matt. Guys, we're at the next booth. Well, sort of the next booth. We're here with Jason Harding from K Tech Performance. How are you, Jason? Good. How are you? Good. So, tell us a little bit about K Tech. What do you do there? So, we're in our 40th year in business, actually. Um, our core business is engine building. We've built race engines over the years for General Motors um, and other professional race teams. And more recently, in the last decade or two, we've transitioned a lot more into aftermarket. So we have a large uh, parts catalog. We sell a lot online. We build engines for private individuals, not just companies or race teams. And we also build cars in our in full-service car shop in Michigan. Okay, so the focus mostly is on high-performance engines, like seriously high-performance engines, right? We specialize in LS and LT, so late-model GM V8 stuff, um, mainly Corvette, but Camaro, Cadillac, CTSV, uh, that sort of thing. Are you guys, did you start in racing? Yeah, we started, uh, our first race program was actually for Renault in the late 70s, and um, uh, our big program, first one was probably the IROC series. We did all the IROC engines from 84 to 90 in the IROC series. And then in the 90s, we were into Trans Am and some IMSA stuff. And then we became really popular after we got into Corvette racing. We supplied the engines for uh, GM, Pratt & Miller, in this Corvette C5R and the C6R. We've been to Le Mans. We've won Le Mans with, with Pratt & Miller and GM yeah. racing six times. Um, and then uh, more recently now, we are doing uh, the Prototype Challenge Series in IMSA. That's in its last year for that class. And we're doing a lot of Trans Am. Uh, we supply engines for Ernie Francis Jr. in Trans Am 1, who just locked on the championship with his Mustang. And uh, Trans Am 2, we've got about half the field of the Camaros that are in the Trans Am 2 class. Have you been to Le Mans? No, I have not been no. to Le Mans. You gotta work I've done that Sebring, in. I've yeah. done some other things, but uh, yeah, I wish I would have got to Le Mans during the, the period where we were supplying GM Racing and Pratt Miller. So you're, you're not supplying Pratt Miller anymore? You guys no, are doing... a- after, um, after GM went into, uh, from GT1 to GT2, yeah. they, they brought the engines in-house and we're no longer supplying the engines for, for GM Racing for the Corvette race team. Um, we just did it for the C5R and the C6R, not the C7R. So the aftermarket stuff, like all, everything what we're seeing here at SEMA, that's more of your domain, right? That's, right, that's, 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 that's my you're... department. I deal with all the, uh, the aftermarket um, private customers, so online store sales, you know, quoting uh, uh, projects to build your Corvette up. Uh, supercharge packages, a lot of road race stuff. Um, 
we have a lot of customers who do like high performance driving events, track days, and things like that, and uh, and we support those types of vehicles. We do engine suspension, brakes, aero, carbon fiber stuff, all, the whole yeah. thing. Now we just went outside and we looked at one of your cars there. You guys don't have a booth here, but you have a, a handful of cars and partners that you're working with. Right. Tell us about the car we just looked so, at outside. Yeah, one of my customers is here. Talking um, about aero, that thing is crazy in the front. Yeah, that because it's a. Pike's Peak car, right? Right. That is uh, Rob Holland. Um, Rotec Racing built the car. We supplied the engine components for it. It's an LT4 with our camshaft and cylinder head package, uh, supercharger pulley upgrades. Uh, it's making about 800 horsepower, and we're about to switch over to E85 with that that car. Um, and he was the fastest Corvette at the Pike's Peak Hill Climb this year. Um, his name is Rob, Rob Holland. Um, I also have a C7 that we, we use to develop and showcase our products, yeah. um, and that's 860 horsepower. It's running at 85 currently. Um, you may have seen it in some of our YouTube videos, our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Performance. We're doing a lot of daily blogs there. Yeah. Um, we did the Speed Ring this year. Uh, I won the Track Mod Rear Wheel Drive class and the Speed Ring at M1 Concourse. So doing a lot of road race stuff. So you're driving. Yes, I'm a driver. Yeah, you're yeah. driving as well. Yeah, M1 Concourse opened two years ago. Uh, I'm a driving instructor there um, on the weekends, so that's it's, uh, it's always something, working at KTEC during the week and instructing on the weekends. Yeah. So it's been a busy summer for me. So what are you guys pushing at KTEC right now? In the aftermarket parts division, what, what's the number one upgrade? Really focusing a lot on C7, uh, Z06 stuff. Most of our track day guys yeah. have C7, Z06 is our Grand Sport. Um, we Where re- do you start with that? What's the basic package? A tune, a pulley? Uh, yeah, uh, pulleys and, and tune, and a lot of people actually get uh, the cam and head package, too, um, pretty popular. And then people are just asking for more and more. So we've, yeah. we've been doing some stuff with E85, and we've got a new ported supercharger program coming out. Okay, um, We're doing CNC porting in-house. Uh, we have our own full-service machine shop, and uh, we've got a new mail-order cylinder head porting service that, that we're doing that's really popular, really affordable price. Four ninety nine ninety nine for cylinder head porting service. You send us your clean disassembled heads, yeah, and and we turn them around real quick and send them back to you. So we're doing that for, for five hundred bucks, yeah, which is great. But somebody has to do all that work, right? <laughs> you can also send <laughs> yeah. the whole car, and we'd yeah, be happy can... to do all the work. Okay, for you. well, that's um, good. That's a good point. A good Where are you guys? So we're in Clinton Township, Michigan. We're right outside Detroit, okay, uh, northeast of Detroit. Uh, you know, it's it's the best place to be, Motor City for uh, for car stuff. Okay, so heavy into GM. Long history with Pratt and Miller and the racing. Now let's talk about Ford stuff. What yeah, do you got? Uh, we, you got to have something. We, uh, I, I don't even know that. I'm just putting you on the spot. Yeah. What's next? In the past, we, we have not done much Ford. It's been mostly GM stuff. Yeah. Um, however, in the motorsports uh, department, we, we are supplying Ernie Francis Jr.'s um, Mustang in Trans Am 1. Okay. So, so yeah, we do, we do really any maker model in the, in the motorsports uh, realm of it. Uh, in the aftermarket, it's focused on GM. Yeah. We're also recording this for your YouTube channel. Yes, we are on our YouTube vlog right now. The classic video YouTube move right now. (laughs) Dude standing with a camera. Some dude just walks right in front of the whole thing the whole time. It's like, what's the point of the flashing red light? I mean, what's the point? There's just just so many people here. Like He's still just walking oblivious, has no idea what's (laughs) going on. I love seeing Michelle so much. (laughs) The, The worst is when we film at LA Auto Show. And when you're there, we're doing like press days at LA Auto Show. You could be there with a crew of people, and people, and they'll just walk in front. And I'm like, oh, I didn't see your nine camera people and <laughs> producers and PAs. And the, like, yeah, you didn't see any of that. Um, okay, so the Ford stuff is exciting. Any Dodge stuff? I mean, the Hellcat's got to be kind of exciting. 
we actually do have a Dodge project in our car shop. Um, we are putting a supercharged Viper V10 in a Challenger right now. Oh, okay. um, it's been a long-term show car project we've been working on for a while. It's uh, getting close to the finish line. Um, it's a wide-body car, and it's got Brembo brakes and ride-tech suspension, and we're integrating that Viper V10 with a Procharger F1 supercharger, so it's going to be So exciting. how did that work? One of your guys in the shop showed up at the car and were like, hey, man, let's, let's do something fun with it. A local customer um, you know, oh, wanted really? to do this customer. project, and, and you know, it's uh, basically just a time and materials type of job, and, and uh, said, so, all right, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. Sounds what, cool. What kind of supercharger are you guys going to use? Procharger. You are going to use Procharger. Yep. Got a Procharger on my Fox Body Cobra. Oh, uh, yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Because, um, you know, what you guys were talking about before, when we're talking about pulley upgrades on the, on the Corvettes, those are all the twin screw superchargers, so they're, they're all packaged right. on the engine. I thought you were going to say something like, oh, we're developing a twin screw for the V10. Oh. <laughs> I mean, like, it would be huge. No. Right. Yeah, it would we, be huge. Procharger doesn't make a kit for the V10 and the Challenger, so yeah. we had to make all the drive components. We bought yeah. the compressor from them, and we made all of our brackets in-house in our CNC shop. So we have, we have that capability. Um, you know, it's, it's a huge project. Um, but, yeah, uh, we're a big fan of Procharger. We, we, we do a lot of different Supercharger packages. But our cameraman right here, Ryan, himself has a uh, Procharger F1R Supercharged C7 Z06. Wow. Um, so we did the head and cam package on that. And he is putting down 840, right, uh, to the rear wheels through an automatic. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he's also my neighbor and my friend. So, okay. Uh, and what, do you, yeah. what does he do with the car? Uh, mainly street car. Just street car. Yeah, we like to get out to the drag strip. I think next yeah. season we'll, we'll hit the drag trip and see what it can do. Yeah, he goes shopping at it. Hits up the AM, PM, yeah. gets a gas. We just <laughs> got back from the uh, YouTube uh, call-out event, Oktoberfest in, in Maryland, Cecil County Dragway, uh, yeah. where a bunch of YouTubers come out and drag race. And, and I brought my C7Z06, which is a manual trans car. It's a road race car with a yeah. huge wing and huge arrow. And I just slapped on some drag rails on it to see what it could do. And, uh, you know, in hindsight, we probably should have brought Ryan's car, being an automatic and, and a pro charger. But my yeah. car's all stickered up with the K-Tech logo on it and everything. So it really shows the street name. car. So yeah. it's a street car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with all I the drive branding, the street. The street, all the branding and all the stickers on it. Yeah. Does it work at K-Tech? <laughs> no, he just really likes them. He's really, really a big fan of them. Um, awesome, man. So where's the... Uh, where are you guys online? Do you have social media that we should be following? Yeah. Uh, Instagram, KTech underscore Inc. Okay. Facebook, sla- uh, Facebook.com slash KTech Performance. Our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash KTech Performance. We're trying to post um, almost daily blogs. So we like to show what's going on in the shop. We'll just talk about what we're building that day. Okay. And we'll film for special events like this, like the call out in Alcima. Um, so we're really trying to get the, the videos out there because that's what really, people really like. All right. Thank you, man. Thank you. Definitely get, check these guys out and uh, hop up your, uh, your Corvettes, your Camaros, maybe your Fords one day. Uh, Thank you. Big fan of CarCast. Big fan of uh, Adam and Dr. Drew show ACS, all yeah, that. So, yeah, I was just on great. the phone with him on the way here, and he was doing ACS, and yeah. we went through this whole debacle that you're going to hear about at some point with him losing his cell phone. And we were us tracking that. it down using <laughs> Find My Phone. Uh, it was it was nuts. Um, so I'm sure there's a story there. For yeah, well, we got to talk to Adam. I got to get out there sometime in L.A. or if you're in Michigan. Yeah. Um, you know, M1 Concourse. Have him come out do some track stuff next year. Maybe. You know, I know Adam raced in Trans Am, and we do he, Trans Am. Yeah, so he did. We got he a lot so to excited talk about. about it. It's it's definitely on the menu for next year. He wants to do some more Trans Am racing. We work with uh, with Burton Racing. Yeah. On that, and he's he's such a good guy, and he's totally chill and laid back and it was a great sort of instructor for adam on getting up to speed in that car if you will and, it sounds uh, like adam's he, amazing in that and, car you know he did great but he came home and he's like 
now I want to do this, and now I want a sequential transmission in my vintage cars, and now I want all this other stuff. So, we but the guys at the shop love it because they're like, "Great, we got more fun stuff to do." So it's 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 fun. So yeah, we were um, just talking about next year possibly building a Grand Sport naturally aspirated track car with yeah. a sequential. I just need something that's a little lighter for the track and a little bit that I can beat up on a little bit more yeah. than my Z06. That's the street car right. with all that carbon fiber. So yeah, I, I do want a sequential transmission. Excellent, man. I'm glad we got a chance to connect. I yeah. know we chatted a little bit last year, but we didn't get a chance to have uh, yeah. to get something uh, recorded. But uh, this is fun. I appreciate Thank you. It. And definitely come by the shop and check it out. Yeah, thanks. All right. Thanks, Jason. Right, moving along, we're here with Ed Navarro. He's head of marketing and public relations at OER, which is uh, uh, original equipment reproduction. This is a, a very important part of every car at SEMA, right? When you start putting cars together, you need all those reproduction OE pieces, the lights, the trim, the seals, and things like that. And that's where you guys come in, right? So tell us a little bit about OER. Yeah, exactly. Like you were saying, uh, these cars, in order to stay on the road, need maintenance. And where else can you find a product for it? OER, Original Equipment Reproduction. Uh, we try to uh, manufacture the best parts uh, that are needed, you know, and they got to fill holes for these cars. And uh, you can find OER parts through not only classic industries, as they are one of the major distributors, but also other fine restoration uh, suppliers nationwide. Okay. Now, what are some of the, uh, some of the new parts that you guys are, are launching now? Oh, we- man. This year, we brought a bunch. Um, but at least now, what stands in my, my, or what I have on top of my head is uh, later model, uh, later, later Nova model parts. Uh, we have a nice... Uh, Center console, interior center console for 73 to 74 models. Uh, we believe that uh, those are now the uh, more entry-level cars uh, for the uh, younger enthusiasts that want to get into the hobby. A little easier, not as expensive as the first or second Gen Nova. Right. Uh, we also brought a beautiful uh, diamond-cut uh, grill for 76 to 78 Nova. Uh, for 76, I believe it was a super sport option, which is all blacked out. And then for 77 and 78 was the Rally Nova, which featured the whole chrome grill. Okay. What are some of the makes and models that you guys specialize in? Are we looking at uh, mostly GM stuff, Dodge stuff? Are you looking at Gen 1 Camaros? Uh, do you touch in a Ford at all? What are sort of the catalogs that you guys have available? Well, I got to say the bread and butter is F-Body, which is Camaro and Firebird. Yeah. Uh, but we also do offer for Nova, uh, Impala, full-size Chevy, GM truck, and uh, what else do we offer? We also now recently or not too long ago expanded into the Mopar uh, market, yeah. uh, providing parts for the popular B-body cars, the E-body cars, and even the A-body cars, which uh, we think is uh, it's another um, kind of uh, model that has gone forgotten because the B-body cars, everybody wants those, the GTXs, the Chargers, and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, but the A-body cars, the Darts, there's so many of them out there, and right. they're also kind of like, you know, a low, low, low buck entry. Yeah, they're more affordable. Exactly. And, and exactly. I mean, something like, you know, you're... Your chargers and stuff are starting to get pretty pricey. You're seeing going across auction blocks now they at Jackson and Meekum, pulling some big dollars. The stock ones and the modified ones. You know? Exactly, so exactly. It could be a, you know, a wish list car for somebody, but, um, but there are a lot more affordable cars that are still pretty cool out there. 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, back to like the Nova, you know, on social media, when we share these parts that we're going to be releasing them, people tag us with their photos of these Novas, you know, like 74 to 79. Yeah. And man, uh, I never would see so many before. And now that I'm seeing them and the way people are fixing them up, I'm kind of getting blown away. Like, maybe I want that car too now, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's amazing when you like take a car that you thought was sort of an ugly duckling. Yeah. You're like, if you give it a little love, it could look pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, we're yeah. walking around the show today and we saw... Oh, with the Ring Brothers built with this Javelin, this this AMX. That's right. Yeah, I did hear and about that. It it we just went and we saw it, and it looks amazing. They did a crazy job. I mean, it's a it's an ugly car. Like yeah. it's an ugly car to start with. Yeah, they, yeah. I kind of they thought the with, same thing too. <laughs> it's, it's kind of weird, but they did something crazy with it, and they just kind of they didn't try to hide the characteristics of that car, um, but they had fun with it and. And I think that's important, right? Like, that's what we can do with so many of these cars. Yeah, uh, you know, they're available. You know, I've seen young guys, you know, either take them to the track or either fully restore them, you know, make them street use. So, yeah, I think it, it fits the, the glove well for the, the, the younger uh, enthusiasts who want to get into the hobby. You know, it used to be so difficult to, when you find cars like that and you break a tail light or you need some trim piece or something's missing on the interior and you have to... You know, I, I scavenge junkyards, and now we have Craigslist and eBay. But it, as those cars become more popular, it makes more sense for you guys to be able to reproduce those products or work with other companies to reproduce those products and then offer them up. Because, I mean, just looking around your booth, you walk by and you're like, yeah, there's just a display of taillights. You know, and but you're like, that's the important part, right? Yeah, that's the piece exactly. like, you want to be able to just get and not make a hassle over. You know, because people fuss over, hey, I'm going to do my engine, I'm going to do cams, I'm going to do supercharger, and what wheels am I going to get? And and then somebody goes, oh, so I have a busted taillight. You know, what do I do? Where yeah, do I go? yeah, some of these pieces are finishing pieces to a complete restoration, you know. Uh, and, of course, a headlamp, a bezel, a tail lamp, they all stand out, you know. And plus, it depends on what state you live in. You might even get pulled over if it's a busted tail lamp. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, walking around the booth as well, you, we've got a couple of cool cars in here as well. We got one right behind us, the Chevrolet. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's a nice 1962 Impala, a 409 engine car, all numbers matching. It belongs to the great Reggie Jackson. Yeah, he's uh, he's a good uh, friend of the uh, of the CEO, and um, you know he has a great collection. So we had a chance to uh, showcase one of his cars. So I'm like, why not? That's a beautiful car. It's triple black convertible. It looks immaculate. Did you guys work with him on the restoration, or is this an all-original car? It's all-original car. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty nice. He's yeah. got a, I know he's got a hell of a collection. I have yet to been able to see it, but it's, uh, it's, it's pretty nice. It is pretty nice. And then on the other side of the booth, we also unveiled the brand-new 2018 Yanko Camaro uh, with a Stage 2 high-performance package, uh, which equals to about 1,000 horsepower. Uh, it's a beautiful car. Uh, that was um, something that SBE built. Uh, they needed somewhere they could unveil it and showcase it, and uh, we jumped in the opportunity and had, had had them unveil it here in our booth. Yeah, it was a great opportunity to to take you know mix the old and the new. And that car you're saying is for sale through SVE, I guess. I'm not sure how they're selling it, but they're limited to about 25. Exactly. It's I'm pretty sure SBE. by the end of this show, all 25 are going to be sold. I'm pretty sure too. <laughs> yeah, they did a pretty nice job on that thing. It's great. It's white, and I think I think it's supercharged the. It's red. Yeah, it's yeah. supercharged. It's white it's with a white. red engine is as good as the you know like your white car with the red interior. There you go. You know, that the white with the red engine is just as good. I think we need to see a little bit more of that. It worked. It works on this car. 
So yeah, you know, not only did we bring nice machines here, but great products. Every year we try to you know bring out the best that we have in our in our inventory or in development even. Um, but uh, yeah, I think we're the R and D team is doing a great job. Uh, they're always on it. Researching is a big part of developing a product. You got to know what exactly it fits to begin with, and how many numbers of cars are out there that you know the part will be applicable to. Yeah. Um, then after that, of course, you have to go through the machining process, uh, the tooling process. Uh, that takes time as well. Uh, a lot of a lot of time and effort uh, to make sure the product comes out as it did originally from the factory. Uh, that. That is what merits or allows for the part to carry the OER brand name. OER is strictly down to the specs. So anytime you find a product with the OER label on it, you are for sure getting what is the best out there on the market. So you being the marketing and the PR guy, every time the, uh, uh, the guys come around like, hey, we need to start developing for this make and model, do they make you go out and buy it? Uh, yeah, you know, they, I take the ideas, you know, we get yeah, ideas all like, the time. Like, Ed, maybe you should start building a Nova, you know, because we need to develop parts for it, see what's going on, bring yeah. some parts in, start scanning some parts, making yeah. things fit. I imagine you run into some issues because uh, these older cars, these old muscle cars, they're all kind of bent up. They're all a little out of shape. They're a little sagging over the years. Uh, they weren't really built to the tolerances of some of the new That's cars, right. you know. So there's going to be fitment issues, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's tough. Like you got to, you're working on your car and you start going to the aftermarket parts. You have to account for a little bit of yeah, custom little, work. Like yeah. you can do your best to make it fit as well as possible. But yeah, you, I'm sure you guys get a lot of calls to go, hey, you, how do I make this work? How do I you're going to have to make it work. Yes. Um, do it yourself. Or, you know, it, it does take a little bit more effort. Um, as far as you know, having a high-end restoration, yes, you want to want a professional doing the restoration. But if you're like you know just a, a new enthusiast, you know working on your car in the garage, uh, it is possible. Of course, you have to have the right tools to begin with. That's a big factor. The space and area to do it on, and uh, it is doable. It just takes a little bit more elbow grease. Yeah. Well, you guys, uh, you guys are doing great work here. You have so many products. That's the thing is it takes a lot. There's a lot of SKUs, you know. Yeah, there you know, is. You walk down the str- down an aisle over here, and it's like, new supercharger. Yeah. All we got to do is make one, you know, and then a couple of kits, maybe some bracket kits. You guys got to develop and come up with stuff all the time. There's yeah, whenever you guys are in the area, come on down to our facility. We'll give you a tour. You can check out the rows and rows and rows of aisles that we have of product, and you'll be surprised. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to check that stuff out, so I appreciate the invitation. Uh, and where do we find you guys online? You can go to OERparts.com. Uh, you can find the uh, distributors in your area and nationwide that carry the, the, the product and the brand. Uh, but yeah, any fine restoration parts supplier will be able to help you out with our parts. Can we buy parts off of your website? Uh, unfortunately not. OER is only wholesale. Okay. So you have to go through a distributor. Uh, one of our major distributors is Classic Industries. Right. Uh, they're based in Huntington Beach, California. Uh, they're one of our major distributors. And But just like them, anybody else that offers these fine products could find the OER label. Excellent. Thank you, Ed. I appreciate it. It was so much fun. No problem. Thank you for having me. All right, guys, that wraps it up. Oh, man, tired. My feet are killing me. Day two, one more day of SEMA coming at you uh, tomorrow, I guess. I guess we're going to post another show tomorrow. Um, we're going to swing by uh, Brembo and JRI Shocks and Comp Cams and uh, chat with those guys, see what's going on with them. But uh, thanks for tuning in. And again, uh, hit up our uh, Facebook page and our website for more photos. 
We're at Facebook.com slash Show. All right. Once again, I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, for Adam and Chris. Thanks for listening. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.